Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. also internalize our anger, which can look a little bit more like cynicism and depression. Medically speaking, we know that holding on to anger leads to poor health, that anger is bad for our heart, it raises our cholesterol, and it fuels psychological and relational turmoil. But that does not mean that we're quite ready to give it up. In fact, this past week I read about a dozen articles on the subject, and the point was made by many that anger is actually the key to our freedom at both the personal and the societal level. One article argued that anger is necessary to help us get our needs met. Another said that it's necessary in a society's quest to work for justice. From a sociological perspective, it was argued that anger can strengthen relationships. After all, if you and I can agree to be angry at the same person in the short run, that's going to make us feel more connected and less alone. Which brings us to today's gospel and the anger that James and John feel towards these Samaritans. Now, to remind you of the context, messengers have been sent to announce Jesus' intent to pass through. They are rejected. Their travel plans have to take a little detour. And James and John, they take it personally. To quote today's reading from Galatians, they see this as an opportunity for self-indulgence. And as James and John indulge their anger, they ask permission, permission to unleash the anger they feel to express it, to draw on their anger to feel more alive, more powerful, more righteous than the Samaritans who rejected them. Lord, they say, can we rain down fire from heaven and just consume them? But Jesus turns to James and John and issues a rebuke. Now, to be really clear, Jesus does not rebuke James and John for feeling anger. There is never a rebuke for what we feel. After all, anger, it is just an emotion. It is a bodily indicator that something is wrong or unfair or unjust or not as it should be. In fact, when confronted with pain or injustice, if I personally had to choose between feeling angry and feeling numb, I would always choose anger. And so James and John, they're not rebuked for feeling anger or even for expressing anger. The rebuke is for indulging their anger for nursing their anger, for drawing on their anger to such an extent that they are ready to destroy the very people whom Jesus will die on a cross to forgive. 
You see, I did a little research this week on the etymology of the word anger, and the word anger derives, at least in part, from the Greek word ananke, which means chain or yoke. Ananke was also the Greek god of constraining, and Ananke presided over the institution of slavery. In fact, Greek slaves bore chains around their necks, and those chains were called the Ananke. And so isn't it interesting that if we follow the lineage of the word anger back to its roots, we find a word that's tied not to freedom, but to slavery. And so maybe anger is not the key to freedom we first thought, but the very yoke that limits our freedom and constrains our capacity to love. I think Paul would have said as much when he penned the opening words of today's epistle, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. But you know, anger is still one of those chains that can be very hard to part ways with. In fact, one of my favorite quotes comes from Frederick Beekner, who writes this. He says, of the seven deadly sins, anger is no doubt the most fun. <laughs> to lick your wounds, to smack your lips over grievances long past, to roll over your tongue the prospect of bitter confrontation still to come, to savor to the last toothsome morsel both the pain you are given and the pain you are giving back in many ways is a feast fit for a king. The chief drawback, he says, is that what you are wolfing down is yourself and that the skeleton at the feast is you. So today, we are reminded of something so vital to the Christian faith, which is that true freedom, that gospel freedom, is not freedom to act from our anger, but freedom to love, freedom to serve, and freedom to forgive precisely when our anger threatens to consume us. After all, the gospel proclamation we hear today is that Christ has set all of us free. For freedom, Christ has set us free, Paul writes. That's past tense, meaning that from God's side, salvation is a done deal. To quote Jesus' last words on the cross, it is finished. Freedom has been granted from God's side. But the way you and I taste that freedom and grow in that freedom and share that freedom with others is by choosing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control, especially in those moments when the world would say that not being angry is irresponsible. Because gospel freedom, it's not what happens whenever we fully indulge the self, but when we lose the self. When the self is consumed by the love of God, freeing us to be more interested and more curious and more present to the people and circumstances that God has placed in our actual life. And so with that said, I'm going to give us some questions to reflect on in the coming week. Questions to bring to our relationship with God in prayer. 
With whom are you angry? With others? With yourself? What have they done? What have you done? Did someone hurt you or frustrate you? Is someone withholding something you want or something you need? Has someone rejected you or someone you love? And what might happen if you were to let go of your anger? Can you let go of your anger? Would it be dangerous to let go of your anger? Would you become too vulnerable? Would you have to learn to relate to people differently? Or would you lose a part of your identity? And if you did let your anger go, what might rush in to take its place? Would love, understanding, trust, wisdom? Now, to be really clear, I don't know the answer to these questions, but I do know that they are relevant and that it is our job to bring them to God in prayer. And the reason I say that is because what I do know is that anger is not the energy that God will use to bring justice and healing to this world, nor is God looking for angry people to do God's work. Today's gospel makes that abundantly clear. Because in a sense, James and John's request for a fire to come down that consumes is a little ironic. For in the fullness of time, a fire will come down from heaven, and that fire will consume this world that we believe. But the irony, of course, is that this fire will be God himself. To quote Hebrews 12, 29, our God is a consuming fire. And in the fullness of time, that divine fire of love will consume all in this world that does not align with God's kingdom. And on that list is hate, quarrels, dissensions, factions, and of course the root of those illnesses, which is anger. And you know, the Bible has a great word for what happens in our life when this fire we call God descends upon us. And that word is freedom. For freedom, Christ has set you free. And so let me end by saying this. On Tuesday, I was in my car, and I pulled up to a stoplight. There was a woman by the side of the road, and she had a cardboard sign. And all it said was, in need of a little kindness. And three things immediately occurred to me. Number one, that kindness can only be mediated through human beings. Number two, that kindness is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And number three, that every single person you encounter, and I do mean everyone, they have this same sign tattooed on their heart. That in a real sense, every last one of us is a beggar, and all we're really looking for from other people is just a little kindness. And so as you leave here today, I want you to look for that sign in the people you encounter, the people you really, really like, and the people that, if you're honest, kind of make you angry. And then say a prayer for the right fire to come down from heaven 